Welcome to episode number 159 of Taking With You for February 19th, 2012. Today we start our brand new series called Sunday Cool. Should be fun, huh, Aim? Yes, very cool. Here we are again with another exciting episode of Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious, and it's not really religious, is it? Well, we try not to be religious, especially in a bad way. I mean, there are some aspects that are of religion that are, are good. I imagine like helping the poor and the yeah, widows. I wasn't talking about that stuff. kind of religion. But to, we're, what we were talking about is being like holier than thou or... right. Sister, that kind of thing. We, we're not. We don't want to be. We don't want to come off as like we are like uber goober, awesome, and other people aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Oop, uber All right, goober. move on. <laughs> uber goober. Already, awesome. we're moving on to another subject. Okay. <laughs> Today is kind of exciting though because we start a brand new series called Sunday Cool. Mm-hmm. And really what it's all about is um, there's lots of stories that we learned in Sunday school or some people learned in Sunday school or stories from the Old Testament. And a lot of people know a little bit about them, but they might not know how they relate to our everyday lives. Because you you may be able to talk about Noah and the ark, but what does that have to do with you and I? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're, we could talk about the story of Joseph <clears throat> and how he got sold into slavery and, you know, his brothers did all this horrible stuff to him and he got in trouble in the house of Potiphar, all this different stuff. We, we've heard of those things before, but how do they, what do they mean for us? Why were they written and, and uh, why did those things happen? Because the Bible does say that these things were done or, or, or put there for us to learn from. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to try to, to relate them to practical everyday life. So instead of Sunday school, it's Sunday cool. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) You're hilarious. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll be right back and we're going to uh, talk about what's going on at our house. And then, of course, we'll jump right into the subject. So stick around. Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on The Amazing Race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our show, The Amazing Race Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week, and ultimately win the one million dollar prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. Check out the Fast Forward podcast in iTunes or at fastforwardtar.com. And we'll see you at the Fast Forward. That's exciting. The new Fast Forward Amazing Race podcast starts up this. Well, actually, it already started up. I listened to the first episode already. 
Yeah, I, I heard you listening to it. You're more into The Amazing Race than I am, well, even that's though. Alan Joyce got me into it. Yeah, I, I catch an episode now and then while you're watching it, but I'm mostly playing Words with Friends. But uh, it's so intense. It is I, intense. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it. I think that's why I don't like it as much as you do, because if I'm going to sit down and watch something, I don't want something that it's going to make me all, all my muscles all tighten up and be all like, yeah. Tense. That's why you watch things like Merlin. Yeah, or... Royal I, Pains. Gifted. Things that make you all upset and tight in your tummy anyway. No, but it's yeah. a different thing. It's not all that suspense and... Oh, it's I all in the know. editing. All in the editing. But anyway, that's an exciting program. It started yeah. up again on CBS, but uh, I really enjoy the podcast. It's fun to listen to Alan Joyce talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you did the prequel yeah, podcast, we got to know all the different uh, teams mm-hmm. and stuff. In fact, people can still get in on that on iTunes. And if you follow the instructions on their promo there, you can uh, get their their podcast and listen to it before you start the race. Yeah. It, it, well, you'd have to do it early because I it starts tonight. I have seen a couple <laughs> of the commercials, and it does seem like they have some really interesting teams this year. So. Oh, you know, they're a genius when they put the teams together. Yeah. By this yeah. time, you know, them and Survivor – know what they're doing when it comes to picking a dynamic team mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, will just totally play off each other. You know, I just had a thought that it didn't doesn't seem like when we were younger that they had these kind of shows. They didn't. Um, reality shows, I guess, that they really aren't totally reality because there's so much editing that's done. It's well, just kind of... we found out from our friend Kenny mm-hmm. and also from our, our good uh, good friend uh, Mike Kamura. How do you say your last name? Kamura? Kamura. He, he also knows a lot about the behind-the-scenes stuff mm-hmm. on Survivor yeah, and different things like Survivor that. Yeah, Survivor fan. And it is not as, as cut and dried they, as what they you sta- see on TV. They stage a lot. It's not just real life. It's most of it's staged. There's maybe a few happy accidents of real life that they put in, but a lot of it's staged. The, the well, kinda, in reality, if you yeah. okay, pardon the the word reality or the pun of reality there, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of stuff of everyday life is boring. Yeah, I it's mean, just mundane. You do it, and who wants to watch that? Even the show. Remember when you guys were watching Twenty Four all the time? Uh, and and I'm going. This is not even plausible. No, how in 24 hours could you get all that done? And no one sleeps, and no one eats, and and no one poops. Well, we don't need to get that personal, but <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, in in real life, you know, people would spend a half an hour cleaning up in the shower every morning and getting dressed, and right. you know, they can't do that because that'd be half of a show. <laughs> right. Well, you and know? there and there you it's go. See, it's silly. about entertainment and everything, but yeah. Uh, yeah, not saying that the things that they do on the Amazing Race are not real. They are real, and mm-hmm. those you know, uh, and in Survivor, the challenges are real and all that stuff. But putting together a program takes a little bit of editing and so on and so forth. But I would say, in my estimate, I think Amazing Race is a little bit more reality based than uh, than like Survivor. But that's that's just my gut feeling. I may be wrong. Yeah. I I guess even though all of the their tasks are all, all staged. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so much of it that's it's not real life at all. I yeah. mean, it's all yeah. 
Well, you know, last if you listen to our show last week, we spent a considerable amount of time having a completely pointless argument and debate mm-hmm. about uh, a show from the 90s called Sequest DSV. And did we ever get any response from... We did. Okay. So. And you'll be happy to know... Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's just say what the controversy was. There was a in, in season two of Sequest, there was a character known as a dagger or a gelf, which was a multicolored um, uh, human being that had been genetically um, processed mm-hmm. uh, for, for an engineered to, human to be a warrior. Mm-hmm. Super and, soldier. And you and I, I asked you why you thought they were different colored, and you said. Because I think they they made their skin like that so they would be camouflaged, so they could go into different places and blend in like a soldier would. Okay, and I said, no, 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 no. Those happen to be from the genetic part of um, all, the all the different races. races. Which That's I why agreed with. I agreed with, except for I think that they made them camouflage looking Different, you know, like the different races, the different skin tones were camouflage looking on right, purpose. Right. Okay. So, so the answer is, are you okay, ready? Okay. Yeah. Drum roll, please. I should okay. have an actual sound effect. Yeah. <coughs> we're both right. Okay. And didn't someone <coughs> actually send you a clip? Yes. Our good friend Richard Pete mm-hmm. sent us a, um, a part of the script. He got his hands on the script huh, okay. for that particular episode, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it was at the beginning. Now, I came to it from two conclusions. One, from the script, it does say that they were genetically engineered with the different skin colors of the races mm-hmm. as a camouflage, or as a skin a- color thing. But then at the very beginning, you will hear one of the guards talk about them being camouflaged freaks. Mm-hmm. So when you research and look at a little bit care- more carefully... Um, it is, they were engineered to be camouflaged with the colors of right. Isn't that nice to know that we're both right? I didn't lose any sleep over it, though. I mean, it's not like it was a big, weighty argument where one of us really had to be right. I did. It, it, did you really lose no, sleep over it? No, I didn't. <laughs> <Jeez>. what? <laughs> but I did watch Sequest. Did, yeah, you on did. On Netflix. Yeah, you watched some of those. Yes, I remember seeing you watching them. So there you go, everybody. It, yeah. As if it was a burning question you needed answered in your life. I still don't see how that that would really be plausible because, I mean, it was good for the show, but they just painted different makeup on the people. But but in reality, when you you know mix races, you just get this beautiful skin tone of you know, rich tan or, or light tan or, you know, just All right. variations. We've talked and too much about this. Already. Anyway, you get beautiful skin from mixing races, but it's like, you know, it's not camouflage usually. Okay. <laughs> you need some paint and eyeliner uh-huh. to do that. <laughs> All right. We'll okay. be we'll be right back. We're going to talk about um, the reality series Survivor, the brand new one started, and also the show Alcatraz. And then whatever else you want to talk about, what's going on around our house. And then we'll jump into the topic for the day. And then I have a really cool song, a cover song, to a very popular song um, that a certain guest judge, or not guest judge, but a judge on American Idol sang. We have a cover to his song. 
and it's really quite good. So stick around. Hi, my name's Kenny, and I'm a fanboy. Do you like Star Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter? Do you consider yourself a brown coat or a twihard? Are you into cosplaying, LARPing, a furry? Can you speak Klingon or Elvish? Can you name all the doctors and their companions? Do you just love football or can't get enough of your favorite music group? Then this podcast is for you, Confessions of a Fanboy. Each episode, I sit down with a fanboy or fangirl and discuss their fandom and how it affects their daily lives. Be it geeky, sporty, or musical, fandoms can span a wide range of people. So come subscribe to Confessions of a Fanboy on iTunes. Or visit us online at confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and take a listen to fellow fans talk about the love for their fandom. Confessions of a Fanboy. And I hear that the latest episode has our friend Joyce from the Amazing Race podcast on it talking about Disneyland because that's she's a fangirl of Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So people have to listen to uh, Kenny's program. It's really good. She is a fangirl of Disneyland. Yes, she is. And she Probably knows lots about it. Probably one of the biggest it. fangirls of Disneyland I have ever heard. Well, I don't know. There's probably a lot of them. <laughs> there like are a her. lot, yeah. But, uh, yeah. It but makes me really want to go to Disneyland. Yeah. I really want to go to Disneyland now. And I want to go with Alan Joyce. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to figure that out. Yeah, that would be fun. Big contract, baby. Big contract. <laughs> yeah. That's what I need. Okay, well, lots of things have been going on in our, our house. What's some, um, um, well, I've got a couple of things I want to talk about, but anything going on with you that you want to say? Well, one of the things that I've done the last couple of weeks that I'm not sure, I've talked to you about it a little bit, but um, you know how I'm kind of attached to my iPhone? Um, I have found some free audiobooks that I've really enjoyed. So I listened to... Um, they're Libervox recordings. Liverbox? Liberbox. Liberbox? I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. But they're um, free right. free podcasts that you, you might can... look them up real quick so we can tell what it really is. It's okay. right on your iPod right there. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Um, so what are they? They are um, free podcasts that of audiobooks that I listen to. This particular one I found is Kara's Free Audiobooks. And um, she has like over 200, 300 um, episodes or something, not episodes, but podcasts. And she'll do like a chapter or so of a book in each podcast. And if you go back, you know, a couple <coughs> of years. Is it the same book? Um, sh- Oh, she's got... Dozens of books. So on she there. only reads one chapter out of a book. Yeah, and then every goes on to week. a different book. No, like what? um, like I listened to Swiss Family Robinson, and and that was maybe um, like twelve or twenty podcasts. Oh, okay, or, all right, okay. So you, she does a book, and then covers the podcast, covers the book in the podcast. Yeah, and all it is 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 reading, and um, so I I listened to Swiss Family Robinson. While I was working, and then I also listened to one called Helen's Babies, and it was a cute book from like the 1800s, where Uncle comes and stays with his nephews and all the little shenanigans wow. the nephews get into. And sounds thrilling. They're very enjoyable and very wholesome. All right. Yes. It, there, there is. So some, that's what you wanted to tell. Yeah, about. I just okay. thought those were a lot of fun. Um, this is free on iTunes. Kara's free audiobooks. All right. Really so. good stuff. You know, if you like listen to the classics every once in a while, 
Um, yeah. She has 21 reviews, and it's like four and a half stars. Excellent. So I like good. it. And she's a good reader, too. Sometimes the free audiobooks can be kind of awkward, but this, <laughs> these were good. Speaking of audiobooks, guess what? What? An audiobook that I did a job for uh, an author on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. They put their audiobook out. Yeah. So now you can get their audiobook, and I'm on it. Yeah, and it's called Bible Tales, mm-hmm. and the first name of the author is Samara. I can't say her last name. <laughs> That's good, huh? But uh, you can get it on Amazon right now. It's on Amazon. Oh, is it on Amazon now? Uh-huh. Okay, it and is. it's on CD Baby. No, it's on Amazon and it's on iTunes, but oh. iTunes has the wrong price on it. So go to Amazon. Okay, yeah, and just look up Bible Tales, and her, the first name of the author is Samara. And if you're interested in an interesting fir- way to, yeah. First to, five books of the Bible in poem form. Mm-hmm, to get a little summary while you're cleaning the house or driving in the car, you can have a summary of the first five books of the Bible yeah. in an entertaining fashion read by a wonderful, smooth I'm a voice. smooth operator. <laughs> a smooth voice. Right, I don't know about smooth, <laughs> It was definitely a, a long job. <laughs> yeah, well, it took you a good week or two to yeah. read it and then do the edits. and Yeah. But, you know, it was a job. Thank you, Lord. It was great. Yeah. So it's good stuff. I'm sorry. I'm yawning. So what, I'm tired. what else went on with you? I, I kind of just um, worked and well, listened I did. to audiobooks while I was working. Well, you know, I, I did a little experiment. I joined a couple of other places to mm-hmm. um, get work for my voiceover jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I joined a thing called Voices.com, which is a is a is another uh, freelance site mm-hmm. where people um, have projects that they want you to work on and stuff. And you bid on them. And uh, I bid on, oh gosh, I, I, I joined it for a month and uh, did about 100 auditions and didn't get any work from it. So mm-hmm. I looked it up, though, and a lot of people that join it never get any work from it either. So it's not the same as the Elance that I'm on, which, uh, you know, since the beginning of the year, it's dropped off quite a bit. But I have had a few jobs from them, hoping for some more. And I just keep looking around. We're thinking of actually... Finding a an agent for me to work with, a talent agent uh, that will get voiceover jobs and different things like that. And, but we've got to do a little more research on that. So, mm-hmm. but that might be a little bit better since I'm doing this as my career now, and uh, we need to just a we need to, well, at least I need to bump it up a little bit so we have a better income because mm-hmm. I did really good the last few months of last year. But now things tapered off a little bit. So looking for mm-hmm. some new ways to uh, get my uh, my stuff out there. Yeah. But I did a podcast intro and extra this week. And I did a video for a company called, you can go to touchtype.net. And mm-hmm. you can see the video that I made and the voiceover and the music that I made for a cool video promo for their site. Touchtype.net. Mm-hmm. And it's a typing program that's on online. Yeah. Uh, to teach you how to f- type five times faster. So I did a lot of different work and, this, this week. And I think in a couple of weeks you get to be an auctioneer. Yeah. Well, it's going to be in March. March. Okay. I think February. The, yeah. March. Yeah. About a month from now, actually. Yeah. I'm a gonna, month yep. almost to the day. Yep. I get to be in the yeah. storage wars thing. Not the well, real storage wars. Not the wars. real one. <laughs> a local, um, some friends of ours, um, we've been friends with for years and years and years. 
since we were newlyweds, I think. So about 26 years we've been friends with them. Yeah. And um, they have storage units, and they had a bunch of people bail on them. And so, so I get to... Uh, get to auction off auction like off. eight units, I think. I don't know how many units. Yeah. But I'm looking forward so to it. It should fun. be fun. I'm going to get my auctioneer stuff ready to go. Do I hear 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 35, 35, 40? Do I hear 45, 45, 45? How about 50? Sold to the woman sitting next to me for $50. Okay. You don't even know what I sold you. No. (laughs) I sold you a line of crud. Okay. (laughs) So on with the podcast. (laughs) Okay, well, there's two other things that I wanted to talk about in in this segment. And one of them was... Um, did you watch the new season of Survivor? I no, I haven't. I did. Okay, so how is it so far? I've seen a couple commercials where they were right off the bat. They were stealing stuff from each other, and it's going to be. They live on the same beach this time, mm-hmm. and there's no players from any of the other games. Okay, there's no Redemption Island. Yeah. So this is a real, honest to goodness Survivor showdown. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, right now it's the guys versus the girls. Okay. And uh, it's going to be quite um, quite a uh, season. And if you, uh, this mm-hmm. is a spoiler alert for the next 20 seconds. Uh, right out of the gate, there was an injury in the first challenge. And instead of voting somebody off, that person went home. Hmm. So that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the dynamics on the teams, they really do awesome at picking people that would just like to kill each other. Yeah, you know, I kind of enjoyed the last couple of years where they've had people from past games. Really? But it's not really fair, I don't think, to the players because right off the bat... They already know if how, you, what well, they're doing. Like, you know, I had a couple of favorites from... Um, past years, and so I was rooting from them right, right off right. the bat, and and I think the last couple of years they've gotten into the into the finalists, mm-hmm. at least one of them, and um, yeah, so I'm kind of I haven't watched any of it this year. There's only been one, right? Right. So I'm only one behind. You're only one behind. It's still on the on the DVR for you there. Yeah, I I, saved I it sometimes. For you. Sometimes the beginning of the season, I'm not really into it because I don't know any of the characters yet. Yeah. And it's kind of... We kind of like it better as it gets further in. Yeah. The last few episodes. At first, it's just a bunch of infighting and they have to whittle it down. Once they do the merge, then I really enjoy the program a lot better yeah. than I do. It's more interesting, I yeah. think, after that. But so, again, that's another one of those shows that's kind of intense sometimes. Yeah. but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Pretty cool. You know, um, one of the other shows that I really have been enjoying is called Person of Interest. Mm-hmm. On CB- is it CBS? I can't remember, but I I, I so. actually watched it off the DVR last night. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. Because um, I hadn't it seen it. It has Jim, what's his name? Kazeel? Kazev, Kavetzel, something like that. He was... He's been in a lot of movies, but he played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ. Oh, Mel yeah. Gibson's movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have a friend that knows um, Jim and his wife. Oh, really? Um, well... It's actually a friend's sister, but we went up to the <laughs> we went up to the Jonas Brothers. I have a friend who has a sister. Okay, well, who knows Jim and his wife. I went up to the Jonas Brothers <laughs> concert with with a friend and her sister, and the 
friend, Sharon, or actually, <laughs> Eve, Eve is our friend, Sharon's her sister, and Sharon no. is good friends with Jim and his wife, and they're, wow. they're a very nice Christian couple, and um, yeah. Well, I like the show because he's working with the guy that was on Lost, mm-hmm. and the sh- it's just a really interesting show, and just unique in its premise, which is kind of fun. But the show that I'm really yeah. digging what? is Convict of the Week. Yeah, Alcatraz. Alcatraz. <laughs> what an interesting, lostish mystery, crime drama kind of show. All about uh, a bunch of people disappearing, all the inmates and guards disappearing mm-hmm. off of Alcatraz Island these many years ago. And it's really quite an interesting show. Uh, and... Every week, either a guard or a prisoner shows back up, um, hasn't aged in the 60 years or so, and shows Mm -hmm. back up. And and this team of people, including Hurley from Lost, Mm -hmm. like how I only know him by their character name. I don't call him by their real name. Yeah, I can't Um, remember his real name either. And the guy from Jurassic Park. (laughs) Yeah, he also played like the Antichrist in one of the um, B sci-fi apocalyptic christian films that we watched one time (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so yeah no yeah he was no he was no that's a different guy are you sure i'm positive oh okay well he looks like him kind of kind of okay so he was the guy from jurassic park yeah well the the show itself is really quite entertaining and i look forward to it every week and then there's a female cop on there that looks like she's too young to be a cop yeah but I like her too. She looks she's like grown. a little pixie. Her, yeah, her uh, character's grown on mm-hmm. me. Yeah, she's she's good. And they kind of try to explain away how come she's a detective and stuff so young. Well, the thing yeah. that I get a kick out of is, or maybe don't get a kick out of, is I'm kind of investing in these shows to watch them, and they're all mysterious and everything. I hope they don't turn out like Lost did. Yeah. Because... I hope there's some answers to this. They're not just throwing out these weird things so you go, hmm, I wonder what that means. And then they never get answered. I would be upset about that. Yeah. It it seems like it's easier to write an interesting story. Like Fringe. Fringe is crazy right now. But sometimes it's hard to bring it to a good conclusion. I like Fringe, Where you're happy about the conclusion. I fell asleep on Fringe. Catherine and I have talked about that with the Hunger Games books. Yeah. Because... Um, oh, a bunch of people I know have read the Hunger Games and really like them, but mm-hmm. we have different responses to the ending of the Hunger Games. And now that's going to be coming out, she told me, how many days. My daughter is counting down to the days when it comes out as a movie in the theater. I hope everybody's not going to be disappointed. I know, I know, because the books were really well written. Yeah, well. And so it's going to be interesting to see Let's hope they do a good job on the movie. Well, yeah, yes and no. The the Hunger Games were clean to a certain extent, but they were very graphic, violently, I mean, gory at different parts. So yeah. I'm trying to wonder. I'm pretty sure they're trying to come off as like PG or PG-13 because they're written for kids. Right. Um, but it's going to be hard not to have that, to to keep true to the book and, and yet not be gory like rated r gory because it was pretty gory in parts i don't know i haven't read it yeah 
Yeah. But I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the movie since you guys say Cam, it's so cool. Camera angles, I guess. <laughs> Just showing part of a scene. Because I don't know how makeup artists are going to have a real challenge in the Hunger Games. Well, it'll be interesting, and that's for I sure. I mean, a real challenge in the Hunger Games. For makeup and costumes, cool. they're going to be very challenging for that book. Because the, the author was very creative in her descriptions of different people and yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Um, I can't think any of anything off the top of my head. We're Un- just undercover boss was good again. Yeah, that was pretty wild. It always makes us cry at the end when the when the CEOs give away all the money. Yeah. Well, not all their money, just some of it. <laughs> They're pretty generous, though. It's well, like, of course wow. they are. They're on national TV. What do you think? Yeah. You think that's all out of the goodness of their heart? Yeah, I don't I know. I don't think so. Well, anyway, we'll be back in just a moment with a our subject for uh, the week. We're going to be t- starting a brand new series called Sunday Cool, and this week we're going to be in, in Genesis and talking about the story of Joseph, the very beginning part, uh, when we find a little bit about him and talk about dreaming. So stick around. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast. Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. We're gonna rock down to Electric Avenue and then we'll take it higher. Oh, we're gonna rock down to Electric Avenue and then we'll take it higher. Well, in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about something that I think most of us can relate to. And that is uh, the application of stories from the Bible in our everyday life. Yeah, um, and I think every story in the Bible has some kind of application, or at least some wisdom. If you can't apply it right now, there will come a time where you can. Well, I think there's a difference between, you know, a lot of people only know uh, they think that the Bible is full of you can't do this and you can't do that because of what they've seen in the media and what they've seen around them, um, people that that supposedly represent God and stuff like that sometimes can be kind of mean. Actually, a lot of times can be mean and nasty and really not be very loving and caring. And mm-hmm. and uh, really, quite honestly, a lot of times people that um, are so bent and adamant uh, with their doctrine, a lot of times really don't know the Bible that well anyway. Yeah, or or maybe they know it, but they have to realize that sometimes it can be interpreted different ways um, and applied in different ways. Well, also, I think that it's important for all of us to step back a moment and and think about really what the Bible is here for. And and instead of a Bible being a rule book that everybody, you know, if you don't follow it, God's going to zap you, it can really be a treasure trove of wisdom for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we what we want to come across to at uh, with these different stories and stuff is talk about how do you apply the the principles and the 
the philosophy and the wisdom that you find written in Scripture. How do you apply that to real life? Because the stories aren't just for little stories and for movies to be made about them. Mm-hmm. They're, it's actually for our lives. They aren't just for grade schoolers to, to learn stories, but they're things, examples that we can see um, of how how to live and how not to live. Sometimes the Bible stories, um, the the people in them, you know, they run away from God or they they make bad choices and it shows the consequences of those things. Well, there's there's tons of books, self-help books and mm-hmm. different things out there that you can read somebody's biography and go, oh, I don't want to do that and, mm-hmm. uh, and avoid a big... I mean, that's really been a, a help in our lives, yeah. at least in my life up to a certain point. I was able to avoid a lot of bad stuff by not doing what mm-hmm. I saw. <laughs> and then, then on the other hand, you can see where people have made good choices and they've worked hard and they've been diligent and they've been faithful and they've had blessings in their lives because of the good choices they made too. So yeah, the Bible's not the only book that you can see things like that, but, but it sure is a good, a good one. It's been around for thousands of years now and, and it does have a lot of truth and a lot of encouragement. And so we're going to talk today about a dreamer. Sure, but I I wasn't done with my thought there. Oh, okay. I, I think a lot of times we take for granted stories that we've heard over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're going to talk about what we're going to, because a lot of these you probably will be familiar with or at least know a little bit about. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've gone to church, you'll know them. If, you, if you're not really a church person, you might not know the whole story, but you've heard little bits and pieces because they're part of our culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, they even made a Broadway musical about... The this, guy that we're talking about today. I wasn't it Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Dreamcoat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, we we talked about this before that um the Bible is a good book to get to know, even if you currently are not a practicing believer or, or a practicing Christian, because it is the most alluded to book in Western civilization. Yeah. That all throughout um, even even popular TV shows and and um, articles and newspapers often refer to different stories in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely a relevant book. It's just a matter of how you apply it and what you do with it, because some people will abuse it and other people will um, use it to uh, gain wisdom and compassion mm-hmm. and caring. And it really depends on your perspective. And as we know, perspective is everything, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about um, a gentleman in the Bible by the name of Joseph. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what do we know about Joseph? If you were, if I was just to say, Amy, who's Joseph in the Bible? How how would you respond to that? Just out of your just knowledge of who he is. <coughs> well, he comes from a family that's very important to the majority of the world. Um, most of the major religions, um, the three major religions, um, um, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, um, all have this, his, I think it was his grandfather, great-grandfather in common. You have Abraham, who um, was a man who followed God. Um, He had his son Isaac, 
Isaac had a son, Jacob. And Joseph, who we're going to talk about today, was one of Jacob's two sons from his wife, Rachel, who he dearly loved. (coughs) Okay. And so... Uh, would that make Abraham his great great grandfather? I, I guess believe it so. was. So Abraham is a key figure in three major world religions. Joseph is his great great grandson, and he is a very key person in um, Jewish history, Christian history. Um, I, I haven't researched to see how much. Um, he's involved in the Quran, but obviously he's a major figure. He, there's um, a great part of the book of Genesis is about Joseph's life. Or at least a, quite a few chapters. Quite a few chapters. Quite a few chapters. So we're going to start in Genesis chapter 37 from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be reading in the New Living Translation. And what the idea that we had was we'll read the passage that talks about uh, the springboard of our subject today, and that is, um, who do you share your dreams with, and dreaming, and thinking about the future, and how do you, you know, relationship with your family, and the people around you, and your friends, um, who do you share what with, and why? And so, with that in mind, I'm going to read this the uh, the passage here, and then as I read it, then we'll stop, and we'll comment on after I'm done. Does that make sense? Sounds great. And then we've also got some really cool... Um, um, impromptu question answers. Yeah, on Facebook that I did on who do you share your hopes and your dreams with. Mm-hmm. So we'll be reading those as well. So here we are in Genesis chapter 37, um, starting with um, verse 3. It says, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. One night, Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field trying, uh, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundles stood up, and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, So, you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Soon, Joseph had another dream, and again he told his brothers about it. Listen, I've had another dream, he said. The sun, moon, and eleven stars bowed low before me. This time, he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I, your brothers, actually come and bow down on the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. Soon after this, Joseph's brothers went to pasture their father's flocks at Shechem. When they had been gone for some time, Jacob said to Joseph, Your brothers are pasturing the sheep at Shechem. Get ready, and I will send you to them. I'm ready to go, Joseph replied. Go and see how your brothers and the flocks are getting along, Jacob said. Then come back and bring me a report. So Jacob sent him on his way, 
and Joseph traveled to Shechem from their home in the valley of Hebron. When he arrived there, a man from the area noticed him wandering around the countryside. What are you looking for? he asked. I'm looking for my brothers, Joseph replied. Do you know where they're pasturing their sheep? Yes, the man told him. They've moved on from here, but I heard them say, let's go on to Dothan. So Joseph followed his brothers to Dothan and found them there. When Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him in the distance. As he approached, they made plans to kill him. Here comes the dreamer, they said. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns. We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. So there you go. That's our the passage that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there. We'll pick up next week on the rest of it. But okay, okay. So let's talk a little bit about um, what we just read. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got a young man mm-hmm. who is very favored by his father because he happened to be a child that he had in his old age. He didn't expect to have kids any more kids, mm-hmm. and he has this kid that he really loves and adores. Mm-hmm. Now that's already a setup because his brothers aren't very happy about that. Mm-hmm. You and I were were the youngest. Now, eventually, Joseph does have a younger brother, but Reuben. No, that's not Reuben. I'm brother. sorry. <laughs> that's the older brother. Sorry, sorry. I think sorry. He, Reuben might be Benjamin. The it was Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah, I knew that um, by the same mother. But obviously, not very well. You know, I? in the in the Middle East, still today, it's it's very common to have. Um, a man to have multiple wives. And this is Middle Eastern culture. This isn't Western culture. So you have to look at the context things are in. And if you go back and read a few chapters before, um, Joseph's father was tricked. He wanted to marry Rachel. He fell in love with Rachel. He wanted to marry Rachel. But Rachel's father tricked him into marrying her sister. So basically what we're dealing yeah, with, what we're dealing with, what we're dealing with is a blended family. A blended family in Eastern culture, <laughs> a right. different way. Okay, but yeah. it's very similar mm-hmm. to what it's like today Yeah, in our culture uh, when someone has a divorce and then they move in with a different family and they get mm-hmm. married to the to a different and they have person. And his, hers, and ours. Right, and, and yeah. then you've got yourself a situation. So anybody that has been in a blended family at all can completely relate to what's yeah, going to happen is, here. you know, very common in yeah. Western society to, to have blended families. So Joseph basically is from a, a blended family. Mm-hmm. He's not looked on really well because of the favor that he's getting from his father. Mm-hmm. And we've all been in situations where sometimes we can feel like so-and-so is getting favored over us or whatever. So there's a, some feelings mm-hmm. are pretty raw and pretty high. Mm-hmm. Then it, it makes it even worse because Joseph decides to do something that is that is pretty arrogant and not he's he's naive. Immature, I would think. Immature, naive, not thinking about things. And he decides, to, he has this dream that I believe God gave him. Mm-hmm. But he shares the dream with his brothers and his brothers go crazy, insane, jealous. You know, I remember when our kids were little and I talked to them about the D word. Do you know what the D word is? Diarrhea. No. It is discretion. Well, that's and, better than diarrhea. And and that is one of the things that I've told them that they could have discretion about is bathroom talk. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> because, not my fault you said what is the big D. Well, because, you know, when you have toddlers and you go to great grandma's house 
and they start you know talking about bathroom functions and things and we we had to talk to them about discretion there's certain places that you don't talk about private things or you know sometimes there's too much information given and that you can use discretion and and part of that comes with maturity you kind of learn about what what situation that things are well, okay. socially appropriate to talk about sure. and what so, aren't. So in this case, what do you think? Why Why you think it was just immaturity that Joseph shared this with his brothers? You know, I think part of it could have been, and yet I've been thinking about this because I knew we were going to talk about it. So, I, you know, maybe I need to dig a well because I've been thinking deep. But I've been thinking about God knew how mature Joseph was when he gave him the dreams. So God knew that he wasn't developed in his ability to have discretion. God knew he was going to blab everything that God showed him in the dreams. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, God... God knows everything anyway. I know, God, but I'm just saying is that God could have waited till he was 40 or 50 or 60 or 80. I don't know whenever men grow up and have discretion. What are you trying to say? (laughs) About he could have waited till he was older and more mature to give him the dreams, but he didn't. Okay. So on one hand, we we can say, you know, sometimes it's not wise just to blab everything that you see or hear. Well, it isn't wise. It isn't wise. And yet... God knew he wasn't mature and gave him the dreams then anyway. Okay. <laughs> so I guess I'm trying well, to then, say then maybe it, it was God's maybe it was God's fault. I don't know. But but no, I I think that we can learn from him that yeah, that probably made his brothers more mad. If that was your point cuz it did. Sure. Well, I I he, remember he um you know, sometimes I'm I have a lot of different friends across the world now from being on the internet and stuff. I've met a lot of different people. And I remember there was a little thing that happened a few years back with uh, a guy that uh, uh, misinterpreted what I was saying as being, he thought I was being arrogant and really went off and a a bunch of my friends defended me and said, no, 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 that's not what he's, that's not what he's doing. But this guy he took what I was, I was just trying to share something fun that had happened in my life, or I think a song that I wrote or something like that, and I was sharing it with people, and he took it as I was being competitive and and um, and I was being um, arrogant. But I wasn't. That wasn't what I was trying to do. I don't think Joseph was trying to be arrogant here. I think he was simply excited about the dream that God had given him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't realize the depth of jealousy and um, and just pure, I don't know, rivalry, sibling rivalry that was occurring at, the, at that point. I mean, he eventually realized it. Yeah. But at this point, I don't think he realized what he was doing. And that's even enough to, when he has a second dream, I mean, he, you, you know that he's not treated well because the Bible says that they didn't treat him nice. Yeah, at that point, we we can take, assume, or imply 
that, <coughs> that Joseph was a little naive and not really developed in his people skills. He didn't really, I would think just watching him tell, you know, watching his brother's reactions as he told them. And that he even, might get a clue? Yeah, that, but he, he kind of was clueless at this point. Um, you know, and I think I think the part of that is he was basically still a child. He was and a naive, teenager. Yeah, he was yeah. naive. He but, he wasn't but, real perceptive but about he, but their here, feelings. Here's what happens. He he. So the, his brothers tell him basically, "Bug off! You're not. Gonna, we're never going to serve you." And then they turn. He turns around, has another dream, shares it with his dad and his brothers, and they're even more upset with him. You mm-hmm. would think he would have learned from the first time, but yeah. no. And and this time his dad his dad's a little nicer than his brothers because he the dad really loves him mm-hmm. and basically says dude <laughs> yeah. son maybe we could have said that differently I I I could just imagine what he he said to them and, or it was said to him and yet as we go through all these chapters well, eventually well now. Yeah, and I know. you see the whole context. Well, yeah, but but, but when when uh, Jacob hears this dream, mm-hmm. he instead of getting all mad like the brothers got mad, here's where I think it's really important. You be careful who you share your dreams with, mm-hmm. because at least Jacob wondered what the dreams meant. the The brothers didn't wonder at all. Mm-hmm. They were just totally offended by the fact that he would even share this dream with them and they don't like it and they're not even really paying attention to that anymore. They're just ticked off at, at Joseph. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says that Jacob, even though he was cautionary about it all, he wondered what the dreams meant. He pondered them in his heart. So yeah. now here's an interesting thing. If you're going to share your dreams and share the things that you are really close to you, share them with somebody who's going to wonder and dream with you because that's really an important thing. It causes less stress. Yeah. And not everybody and their dog are people that we're supposed to be sharing with. Not everybody has the best intentions for us. Well, there's a scripture verse, um, and I can't remember the address, but I've memorized the verse, but sometimes I'm awful about the addresses. But it says, above all else, guard your heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that that comes with sharing dreams because sometimes... You might have a dream and you know it's from God. You know that this is something that God has put in your heart and in your life, a dream, a passion, an ability to do something. And yet, perhaps you're from a dysfunctional family that, you know, you might want to go to college and you know that if you say something, they're going to come up with 101 reasons about why you you can't. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, you know, you might... It, it is wisdom to try to find people who might dream with you, might might dream up of, help you dream possibilities of making that dream come true. Yeah. And um, and I think... this Well, that's why it's so important when you find your spouse to find the right one. Find someone that will be supportive and yeah. understanding. And, yeah. Well, you know, and that's been true in our, in our lives is um, I was thinking about some of the rough stuff we've been through, especially when it comes to dreaming and stuff like that, as far as my career is concerned, you have been the most supportive and stuck by me better than anybody else. And you understand what's what I really, really, what is in my heart. And that is, that's really, you don't find that very often. Well, I think about our kids and how they're wired so differently 
And um, what one child can do really well, the other child would not do well at. And vice versa. God makes each of us unique for certain tasks and and places and positions in this world and we're not all we're not all cookie cutter people god makes everyone unique and and with different abilities different dreams and you know joseph we're going to learn that he's coming up here he's going to start going through some really hard times and and he may have even forgot about those dreams. I don't know if he. I don't he, know. Those I, are pretty vivid dreams. They were vivid dreams, but I I bet there were times where he thought, "Well, God, you gave me this." I've had those fancy dream, and w- w- where am I now? Why? I, yeah, I've had. You know, th- I'm I've, as far away from those as could hey, be. <laughs> I understand completely what he feels like, yeah. or what what he's gonna feel like, because I've had I've had things that I I am positive I'm supposed to do. And and I've had some dreams totally shattered, and then I said, and then I I've been in situations where I've said, okay, God, you gave me this dream and this goal and this idea, and now I'm sitting here going, hello, and I'm being mocked for it, and I'm and I'm you know, and I feel horrible, and I feel like you totally, you know, this is have left me on this, and mm-hmm. what's the deal? How come? Well, you got to go back and remember the dreams that you've had that are from him, and that. Not all the things that are going on um, are going to be constant and always that way. Mm-hmm. In other words, there's seasons. But interesting that you would say that the brothers have different um, talents and giftings because what happens next is Jacob sends a majority of his sons mm-hmm. out to tend the sheep and, and tend the flocks. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't send Joseph. Mm-hmm. Well, he will. But but he doesn't at first. So all the other brothers are out working the fields <coughs> and and taking care of the flocks. Or they're supposed to be. Yeah. Right. Sometimes so, I guess they goof off. So he's sending Joseph to go check on them. I don't think that's why he sent him. I think he just sent him to see what was going on and how they're yeah. doing and everything like that. Joseph uh, gets sent by Jacob out to see him. And I'm sure that... I'm, I bet he was wearing his nice coat that... Robe that uh, well, it was made yeah, for him. Yeah, says he was. Yeah, and he was looking fine, and and uh, you know he was basically a young kid going out to check on his older brothers, who at that point is. I mean, we when we were um, one of the things at our house is we never let our kid our kids discipline each other mm-hmm. because that breeds the same thing that happened here. <laughs> yeah. So off goes Joseph to check on the brothers. They're not where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. They've moved on, I guess, or somewhere else. He, when when they see him coming, they devise a plot. That's it. We're getting rid of this arrogant jerk who mm-hmm. calls himself our brother. Not all of them were in agreement on this, by the way, as we'll find out. But because he had shared some dreams that were not were less than exciting for his brothers, they plotted to basically um, kill him. Mm-hmm. And uh, the and the Bible is very clear that when he did get close to them, they grabbed him. And uh, we'll we'll talk about that more. But interesting that the last line that I read was in verse twenty that said, "Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams." So not only were they trying to get back at him, but they wanted to squelch the dreams that God had given him. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we need to really think about because a lot of times we share our dreams with the wrong people, who will just like you said earlier 
will discourage us from mm-hmm. going after the very things that we're supposed to be doing. Now, one other thing that's interesting, though, is that even though it might not have been the wisest thing for Joseph to share those dreams, when we get further along into Joseph's story, we will see that because he did a foolish thing <laughs> as a a young person and shared the dreams, um, that proved to his brothers that they came to pass later. So sometimes, you know, kind of like a prophetic thing, they someone said something, and even though they were mocked and and ridiculed over it, Later on, because they said it, the brothers knew that God did what he had showed Joseph in the dreams. Well, and that gives everybody comfort, or it should, that <laughs> we can all make mistakes, yeah. and it's okay. Yeah, because we, we, all, all, make we all do stupid things. We're all are immature sometimes, and yeah. yet, like I said, God knew Joseph wasn't you know, the most grown-up, the most mature, when he showed him those dreams. Right. So... I, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things that God knows the, the end from the beginning, and we don't. And that's where faith and trust comes in when, when life gets hard or when, you know, we're not feeling the most loved or the most accepted or, you know, things aren't really going our way. Um, God has a plan, and you have to trust that even though things are rocky sometimes that if we believe in God, he will get us through the hard times and be with us the whole way. I think it's also really important for us to pick friendships that are healthy and and be involved in relationships that are healthy. Not always, you know, sometimes in family situations, it's important not to be spending a whole lot of time with someone who's always bringing you down. Mm-hmm. Or if you have friends that really tempt you to do things that you shouldn't be doing, that's probably a friendship that you need to put on hold for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, can cha- you can't change your family, mm-hmm. but you can change your friends. Yeah, and you can be respectful to your family and mm-hmm. honoring them, and yet guard your heart if you know that they tend to be kind of vindictive or mean. You don't have to take everything that they say negative well, into I, I, your heart. Yeah, I remember when I was doing a lot of um, study on the narcissism, narcissistic personality and, uh, you know, psychopathic personalities. And, and when mm-hmm. I say that, I don't mean like, I'm not talking about serial killers here. I'm just talking about normal people, well, not normal people, but people in society that take advantage of others and use others. Manipulative, self-serving people. Right. And when I did a lot of research on that and read a lot of books on it, it there was... It talked a lot about family members, that when you run into a family member that's very selfish and very self-centered and (coughs) narcissistic in their tendencies, sometimes the best thing to do, because you're going to have to be around them, is learn how to be quiet around them and not feed into what they're doing. Don't play the game with them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, don't let them on to that you know the game they're playing. Because once they figure out the game you're playing, then they take advantage of that as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just really, it's good to avoid difficult people if you can. Mm -hmm. If you can't, then you deal with it by, by, um, you know, being more calm and knowing what you're dealing with. It's always good to be informed. Yeah. And setting boundaries. That's that's always very important. Mm -hmm. 
But it, I, I, the reason I say that uh, is because I know we can't change our family, but there are people that we can change when it comes to friendships. And I've noticed that the the more the more that I pay attention to um, friends that are negative, the more negative I am. Mm-hmm. And the more I pay attention to friends that are that celebrate me, and um, you know, then I I tend to be more positive. And I think that's normal for most people. But it's really important that we pick friends that are going to celebrate us and not spend a whole lot of time with people that are going to bring us down. Yeah. And I I remember from the time our children were really little, I think this is a God thing, God-inspired thing for me to say to them. But I said to them, be friendly to everyone. But choose your close friends, your best friends wisely. And by that sounds like a Yoda thing. Well, choose your best friends wisely. You must. Well, your best friends are the friends that you open up your heart to. Yeah. And you know you spend a lot of quality one-on-one time with them. Yeah. And you know you should be friendly to everyone. Jesus wants us to love everyone. Um, but the Bible also says to above all else guard your heart. And I've talked about this before, that if you picture your heart as a, a garden full of flowers, yeah, you don't want to just open up the gate to your heart or the door to your heart and let people just come trample all over it, that you realize flowers are very delicate and you, you don't want to, you know, just let a bully in there. But you, if you have a good friend or a spouse <coughs> or a family member that you know will, will respect your, your heart, will respect your dreams, and will respect, um, you know, those things closest to you, then, then you can let them in. And, you know, but, you know, they aren't going to be coming and running all over the flowers. Right. You know, so I think. So you have to use the D word. Discretion. And discernment. Discretion and discernment. Those are both good D words. You don't want me to say my D word. No. Nope. You, you're going to have some discretion <laughs> and not talk about bathroom terms on the podcast. It's very direct of you. Yes. We're, we're getting some very good D words. Dreams, well, let's go discretion, t- and yeah. discernment. Mm, delicious. <laughs> okay. We sound like an episode of Sesame Street. Right <laughs> Brought to you by the letter D. Delicious. <laughs> Determined. I'm sorry. Delightful. Um, let's go to D Internet. D Internet. Okay. And let's 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 read some of the comments that we got from people when we when we um, we asked the question. Are you ready for this? Uh huh. Who do you share your hopes and dreams with? Okay, I guess I worded it a little bit differently. What did I say? It says, "Who do you share your hopes and dreams with on a regular basis, and why that person?" Okay, go. What did we get? How did we get a lot of response? Yeah, we got about ten. All right. So, what did we get? Okay, Heidi says that's pretty tough. Probably my mom or my friend Jen. Doesn't seem like something most people are really interested in. And you know that I noticed this about a lot of people really, really enjoy talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a few people. This is how I can gauge sometimes who I'm going to share stuff with is when I find someone like, well, just the other day, mm-hmm. I was talking to a good friend, um, my good friend Richard. I'll say who it was. And we were talking about something going on in his life. And 
And he wrote back and he said, you know what? I can't wait to talk to you a little bit more uh, about what's going on with you mm-hmm. next time. And what what a kind thing to say. But that tells me, mm-hmm. you know, when a friend will say something like that to you, that, you know, I really am interested in what you are doing mm-hmm. and really want to hear what, what's going on with you. That shows me somebody that celebrates me, not just tolerates me. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a friend like that to others. I want to know how people are doing. I don't always want to just say what I'm doing. And I, I think, think I tend to do that too much. So I want to be a better friend. I think that's that's typical of all of us, that we can get so wrapped up in our lives that we have to stop and think about how we can be a good friend to others. Well, I, I know listen. that I have some really nice friends because a lot of them care about me and and will ask me how I'm doing. And that, to me, is very important. So thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. okay, Les says, my wife, happy face. Aww. That's sweet. Um, Wendy says, I have two. I share um, with um, pretty equally my husband, Jeff, and my sister, Kate. Very cool. Says, I can't imagine not sharing with either. They each bring a different perspective, and they um, both get me. That is really cool. It is important to have somebody that gets you. Yeah. And I don't mean gets you in a bad way, like understands you. Mm-hmm. That is, that is, yeah. you know, and there really are, there's a lot of people that will be friendly, mm-hmm. but not very many people that will understand the depths of who you are and how you operate. Well, and we talked about that even in family. You know, some people just love our podcast and really enjoy it and get a lot out of it. Uh-huh. And And then I had a family member that, listened one time and said we just don't get it and i thought you know what the podcast isn't made for you (laughs) but it was hard but but it was hard hard. it it was hurtful but at the same time i just from i had to stand back and go well you know what they they aren't our target group you know they're very religious regular church attenders and you know what we do probably doesn't help yeah it probably doesn't they don't get it, and that's okay. Not everyone. It has just doesn't to get feel it. so good when people but, don't understand our dreams. But it is nice to have a few people in your life that do get you, yeah, <laughs> that do understand I, your, where I you're agree. coming from. I agree. Okay, what's okay. the next one? Um, Amanda says, "My amazing husband, because no matter how crazy I sound or how fast I ramble on, he still listens and actually cares." Uh-huh. that was sweet. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. And um, Greg says, "My wife." And only in hints and shadows to other friends, despite a clearly public presence online, I am a private person. For my wife and me, those dreams must be co-owned to a certain extent if they are going to come true. Wow. He's hitting on some really good stuff there. Yeah, I mean, because we've talked about that, and you couldn't have started your your, um, media... Um, stuff here at home, having a business from home and doing the podcast if I hadn't have been supportive. Yeah. And, um, you know, because that just wouldn't have worked. <laughs> it goes it goes deeper than that, though. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's when... It was one of the reasons that I didn't go return to the church I was working at before mm-hmm. because one of the reasons I didn't want to go back there and work again was because there was a very clear amount of people that didn't believe in the dream I had. Mm-hmm. 
And that is something that's really important to me. I think it is important to everybody that somebody or the people that they work with and and do stuff with believe in the dream in your heart. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons that that you and I get along so well is because you understand my dream. You know, and and it's not just us. I remember listening to a man who started this really big um, prayer center, worship center down in Kansas City. Uh-huh. And he had this really huge church and he felt that God called him to to do something a little different besides your traditional pastoring a church. Uh-huh. He wanted to do this thing where he focused on prayer and worship. Uh-huh. And so I think they even call it house of prayer or something. And out of the thousands of people in his church, there was only a handful, just a, a few people that got him and got what he was talking about, got behind him and went with him to start this new dream that he had mm-hmm. of doing. And, you know, that sounds really funny that having him share that encouraged me. But sometimes when you go to start a podcast and you have a vision of reaching and and talking to people who perhaps wouldn't ever go to church, but you want to share the Bible with them and your love for God with them um, in a positive way, um, not religious way, but everyday way. Um, not everyone got our vision. No, no, not everyone still does. And and um, but yet it's it's nice when you, we have a couple people that support you and encourage you uh-huh. that you don't feel alone and. Um, but anyway, it was nice to know that we weren't the only people that kind of yeah, felt like yeah. we were trodden out there. Um, Gareth says, my girlfriend, she understands and grounds me. And I, Gareth and I have had some good talks, and he just absolutely adores her. And one of the reasons is because she believes in him, which is really mm-hmm. awesome. And he plays words with friends with me. He plays w- with me, too. Yes. Ted says, my best friend from Seattle because he's my best friend and won't judge me. He always wants the best for me. We are a lot alike. That's cool. That's cool. It's always nice to have a best friend. It is. Um, Carrie says, I share my hopes and dreams with people in recovery because they are least likely to judge me and dash my dreams. Ooh, that's an interesting statement. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really sometimes, yeah, it really does depend on... Who you share your dreams with, what they've been through is very important. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And Teresa says, hopes and dreams, hmm, I've heard of such. <laughs> I, You know, I think sometimes we can get so busy with just life, you know, just busy getting Oh, you're paycheck. not reading anymore? I thought you were. No. Re- <laughs> I was commenting on her thing where she said she's heard of such things. You I'm know? like, wow, that's, you're but, really contemplating this one. <laughs> Well, I was just saying that sometimes we get so busy in life that we forget that God can give us, yeah. you know, hopes and dreams. And and um, so we'll pray that she gets some hopes and yeah, dreams. Yeah, sure. And this last one's interesting. It says, sometimes complete strangers, because I know they won't mock me until after I talk to them. And there's a chance um, they will never talk to me about it ever again. <laughs> Well, that's one way to look at it. Well, you know, sometimes 
You know, sometimes it's hard to find a person that you can trust to share with and to share your heart with. And if you haven't found someone that you can trust that way, well, maybe it's best that you share strangers. I don't know. Or just share with God. You know, one well, thing that's, that's really That's good. the one thing I was going to say. Really, in conclusion, we should say yeah. the most important person you can share your hopes and dreams with is the one that gives you the hopes yeah. and dreams. And that's God himself. Yeah, there's a, a scripture that... I think it's misquoted sometimes because it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Sometimes we can take that selfishly selfishly or materialistically and Uh thinking, you know, if I delight in God, I will have a Cadillac and I'll have, you know, a mansion. But, but I like to take it in the way that says, if you delight in God, that he will put desires in your heart. That are from him. That are from him. Yeah. You know, and and so so that's the person that we should go. And practically, how do you do that? One thing that I've done off and on throughout my whole life is journaling. That sometimes it's it's kind of fun. You can just pray and talk to God. Um, but sometimes you can kind of write out letters and write out your thoughts and talk to God that way too. Mm-hmm. Journaling's very a good way. Blogging. Blogging, I guess, but that's kind of putting it out to everyone, not just God. You don't have God. to put it on on share. Yeah, I Be guess private. I've never blogged before really other than we do our newsletter every week, but Yeah. But yeah, there's, you know, talking to God um and telling him whether it's writing or just praying or Yeah, that's good. You know, that's a good way. I just, you know, to me just talking to him and you know, setting aside some time just to chat with God is a good thing because, especially when you when you talk about your dreams and your ambitions and your goals and stuff, it's mm-hmm. just important that He knows what's going on. And not that He doesn't, but it's just, it's good for us as human mm-hmm. beings to get that out and talk with our Creator. Yes. Well, okay, great discussion, cool subject. I hope everybody's enjoyed the first segment on Sunday Cool. A uh, little bit on dreaming and so on and so forth. Next week, uh, what we're going to be talking about is, uh, well, we'll share when we get back. Let, let us do this. Um, let's, let's wrap it up by saying that, you know, Joseph went through some, some amazing things, which weren't so great at first, because he didn't have a whole lot of discernment on sharing his dreams with the right people. Mm-hmm. Even though it was God's plan for this to go on in his life, he could have used some more uh, maturity and wisdom in how he shared his dreams. I, I know there's another proverb that just came to my mind mm-hmm. real quick. Even a fool is considered wise when he keeps his mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> so there. <laughs> sometimes sometimes saying less is better yeah. than saying more. <laughs> so our, our goal in this podcast was to let everybody know it's important who you share your dreams with and don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, guard your heart and guard your dreams because that, those are what God has given you. And find the right people that will celebrate you, not just tolerate you. Mm-hmm. Look at your friendships, look at your family relationships, and evaluate where you're at with those. And I guarantee that if you'll do a little tweaking on that, you probably have a lot more of your dreams come true. Mm-hmm. So there. Yes. We're going to play a song. by. Um, it's actually by the band Aerosmith. Okay. But the the song was redone and covered by a guy that was the lead singer of Petra for years. I remember Petra quite well. His name is Greg Exvols, and he does a version of Dream On that actually is amazing. Mm -hmm. 
<coughs> thought it would go well with our dream subject today. Ah. So we're going to play that. When we get back, we'll pray for you, and we'll introduce next week's subject. And take a listen to this. This is uh, Dream On. Uh, and the, uh, the um, artist that sings this one is, is called Greg X. Volts, right here on Take Him With You.
Well, Father, I come to you and I I thank you for each and every person that's listening to this podcast and the dreams that you've given to each one of us. First off, thank you for all those dreams and for the fact that you care about us enough to give us dreams and hopes. Lord, would you help us to be able to pick the right people to help make those dreams come true in our lives? Lord, help us with our friendships to be a good friend and to have the right friends. Help us in our relationships with our family that we might love on people around us. And let us know, Lord, who we're to share our dreams with and who we're not to. Again, thank you for all that you've done in our lives. You were awesome. I pray, Lord, that you would bless each and every person that's listening today with dreams that would just blow people away. And I thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Next week, we're going to jump into the part in Joseph's life, and we're going to talk about what happens when bad things happen to you and you don't think God is anywhere near. That happens sometimes. Oh, gosh. Does it ever. What do you do when you run into a situation beyond your control and you have to suffer through it? Mm -hmm. Are you a person that rises to the top or are you down for the count? Guess we'll find out. Dun, 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 on (laughs) Sunday Cool. Sunday Cool. Hey, if you want to get a hold of us, you can. We would love to hear from you. Yes, you can get a hold of us at rick at takingwithyou.com or amy at takingwithyou.com. That's her email. Or you can get get a hold of us on Facebook at rick.moyer. It's facebook.com slash rick.moyer. Or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. Correct. Um, you're also on Twitter. Uh-huh. At Moyer777. I'm also on a video uh, blog, which okay. is Rick Moyer. YouTube.com slash Rick Moyer777. And you also have a WordPress blog. Ah, don't worry about that. You just go to take him with you and it'll get you there. And someone must have knocked or done something. I don't know, but Jade says thing. hi. Yeah. It's normal around That here. was Jade. Yeah. Also, um, we have a few people that every month are very, very gracious and send us a little donation. And we are so appreciative of you. You know who you are, and we thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, we would really benefit a lot if more people would do that um, because things are crazy right now. So if you feel in your heart at all that you want to share your blessing with us, we are certainly open to that. You can donate to the podcast or to us by going to Take Him With You and clicking on the PayPal button, and you can donate right there. Or you can even, some people send us a check in the mail, and we've got our snail mail address at the takehimwithyou.com website. So we'd appreciate that. Anything else, dear? Not that I can think of. We'll, uh, we'll yes. talk to everybody yes. next week. Yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> okay. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great day. God, God bless, bless you.